All right, ready? We will. All right, call to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Present. Mr. Kubicki? Present. Ms. Hughes? Present. Stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, next we go on for the approval and signing of the minutes, the regular meeting minutes of October 12, 2021. Uh, make a motion we approve. Do I hear a second? A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kibiki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, next we move on to open forum. Do we have anybody signed on to open forum? Or do we read comments first? Yes. Or? Okay. Do. Oh, I have both. Okay. What would you like first? Let's read the comments first okay. and we'll go. So, from uh, Linnea Lose, who might be in the room. Um, Linnea sent an email. She says, David, please pass on my appreciation to all township officials, especially you, Brian, Mike, and Melissa, and also the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District Board for resolving Ridgewood's EMS fire coverage dilemma with a permanent solution, not merely a patch. Columbia Township leaders had the knowledge, integrity, and resolve to call for the financial assessment and then to delve into numerous complex reasons for LMJFRD's instability. They did it in the face of outspoken critics, well-meaning or not, who did not fully and accurately present the complete situation. They also did it commendably for the good of the whole of all the fire district participants over the long term. As a Ridgewood resident who never expected to need the whole um, I'm sorry, who never expected to need fire EMS but once did, I'm grateful for the township's oversight and my resulting peace of mind, Linnea Lowe's. Very nice. Appreciate it, Linnea. Okay. And an email from Kevin Grimmer to the Columbia Township team. My wife Sarah and I were both at the Wooster Pike Town Hall you hosted last night at 50 West. I just want to say thanks for everything you are doing. The township has never been better in the 22 years we have lived here. Mm -hmm. Keep up the great work, four exclamation points, with mm -hmm. much appreciation, Kevin and Sarah. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Kevin and Sarah. Okay. We go on to open forum. Um, I have Tim Lewis. Yeah, the only question I had was, how do you go about to get the leaves picked up and what day you're supposed to have it out there? Or, you know, what, what's the, uh, how do you do it to get service? I'll leave that to Did Melissa. That? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, leaf pickup is continuous starting the middle of October through Christmas Eve day. The uh, crews make their rounds daily through every street of the township and when they finish through the entire township picking up leaves they start over again so um, it so it depends on we don't have specific days that they're in a specific neighborhood because it depends on how heavy the leaf fall is and other factors as to how quickly or how slowly they make it through in the beginning it's generally very quick and then as the leaves fall more heavily, it slows it down. I know that they've already picked up several, multiple tons of leaves and they just started a couple of weeks ago. Um, we often have residents who will call us and ask, hey, what does it look like this week for when you might hit my area? And then we'll give an estimate. 
setting call the main office. I only the reason why I'm asking where I live at on Wessel Road, I mean I have an impenetrable problem when I get all the leaves together. I only have a driveway that's only so many feet wide. Yeah. And if I dump the leaves out in front, nobody's ever cleaned the gutters or anything where I live at, I have nowhere to put them other than right there in my driveway and I can't get in and out because I'm gonna slide out. So let me talk to uh, John Servisi about that tomorrow. How long have you lived here? 25 years. And has, have you talked with him about this before, about this problem? Yeah, I have, and, and I thought I'd get the lease picked, but they end up leave, <clears throat> sitting there until springtime, and I, I don't know what to do to get get any kind of lead pickup. I live right on the corporation line, and I know that I'm in Columbia Township, so the lead pickup should be included in that, correct? Well, and certainly is, and, and they actually know all the homes. Um, our crew's been here almost 24 years, so many of our crew members, so they know exactly which homes are in there. I'll talk to John about it tomorrow and uh, see about a special consideration for the fact that you have a long private drive and you don't have uh, access to a Columbia Township Street. Okay. I knew the last question was on there was for the garbage that I asked about the last time. I don't know how to connect with the city of Cincinnati. I know that this is part of Columbia Township we've had individuals dump their garbage it's been sitting over there for a couple of months now and i don't know what to do to get it retrieved picked up out of the uh roadway or out of the easements of the road so uh, if you guys got any ideas or we can have a discussion later how we can figure out what to do to get that done so after you were here the last meeting yes. you identified concerns about the amount of trash being thrown on the road yes. as well as open bags of trash that different residents were throwing out so we called the county and the city and asked them to please do a sweep I am aware that the county did a sweep because I personally checked it but I don't know about the city so the city hasn't touched it I know I've been in contact with several individuals um, Gage Bradford yeah. uh, that was his office that I called we're not able to force their hand on that. We ask them cooperatively. We do work with them cooperatively as much as we can. Sometimes they need things from us, but there are many places where we've asked them to do things, not just litter pickup, but um, weed clearing and other things like that. Sure. And uh, they have their own schedule and their own priorities. And so we did follow up on that okay. for you. All and right. it sounds like you're not getting a response from them either. Zero. Yeah. It's a pretty good eyesore sitting out there. So I don't think it's going to rot away in the next 10 years. But <laughs> I know. It's, 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 it's very frustrating. It is. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Okay. That's all I have. Okay. Uh, next, we'll move on to the fiscal officer report. Ms. Heakin. I will say one more thing. Excuse me. Isn't, isn't there like a partial mattress or something? Something folded over that looks like a partial mattress? Actually, One option is that I will call the health, public health department. I was on the phone with them today about another matter, and if it's anything that potentially could harbor rodents or anything like that, then they will um, issue for whoever's property it is on. And if it's in the city of Cincinnati right away, the health department will issue that to them. But I think the problem in the city is that the city has its own health department and the county has its health department. So we'll contact the city health department, ask them to uh, look into it. The easement is actually part of the Hamilton County Park District. Um, and I don't know what So it would be the Hamilton County Park. Yeah. It would be the Hamilton County Health District then. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll try that extra stuff. 
Okay, on with the fiscal officer's report. Um, for October, this marks the beginning of the fourth quarter of the budget year. The general fund ending balance is $3,377,909, which is an increase of 6% from September. Restricted, funds, restricted fund ending balance is $5,865,646, which is a decrease of 6% from September. Combined, these funds total $9,243,555, which is a decrease of 2% from September. Revenues for October were $289,047. Expenses were $469,696. Year-to-date revenues, <coughs> $6,060,301. Expenses, $4,168,942. Um, our next semi-annual settlement of property tax revenues from the Hamilton County Auditor will occur in April of 2022. Voter levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. Our JEDZ business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. And thanks again to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide residents with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions? No questions. Uh, that, any questions about the road superintendent's report? Okay, and then we will move on with Ms. Taylor with the administrator's report. Uh, I have an abbreviated version of administrator's report this evening. Uh, first item up is that uh, Lieutenant Pete Enderley, who is with us, has been reassigned over my loud <laughs> protest <laughs> uh, to a, a special assignment. I'll, I'll let you mention that. And then Lieutenant Paul Neighbor, who is here with us, uh, has been assigned as the District 4 liaison uh, for Columbia Township. And uh, what we will offer to uh, Lieutenant Neighbor is that in a couple of months, we'll let you get your sea legs underneath you. In a couple of months, uh, we'll do a podcast. We do a monthly podcast with, uh, to bring people who are in acts of service to Columbia Township residents, kind of a get to know you up close and real and personal. So we can kind of delve into your background and um, Crime and investigation and other, you have some really interesting stories, and we can do that. Do that then. But do you two want to just say something briefly at this point in the report? My report. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, as you all know, I'm retired at the end of the year. So, um, I just like to say that I really enjoyed working with the township officials, Mike Lynn, over the years. It's been it's been wonderful. Um, <clears throat> We are leaving you in the capable hands of Lieutenant Paul Major. Um, he's been with the agency for quite a few years. Um, I'll let him get up and just tell you a little bit about himself. Uh, I am going to stay on with the special deputy unit and continue my affiliation with the sheriff's office for whatever years it has been entailed. So, but once again, it's just been, it's been wonderful working with all of you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We enjoyed working with you as well. So thank yeah, you. You set the bar high, so no pressure. <laughs> he seems so sad about that. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the <Chesher> cat. <laughs> <laughs> so as Lieutenant Early said, uh, my name is Paul Neighbor, a lifelong resident of Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, been with the Sheriff's Office for 26 years. Um, had my share of uh, interesting uh, appointments throughout the years. 
and um, uh, probably get into more things about myself uh, during the podcast. Yeah. But uh, it's great to be aboard the team here in Columbia Township. I hope to serve the residents here as best as I possibly can, um, and uh, look forward to our new relationship. Yeah, thank well, you. Welcome, welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. All right, so I'll continue. Um, I'm pleased that the waste and recycling levy passed. I'm sure that the uh, trustees will have comments on that um, later in the program tonight. The I had a resident contact me, very kind, and said that the special edition of The Voice that we published for the waste and recycling levy um, was the best piece that has ever come out of Columbia wow. Township because it came from the residents perspective and we actually intended to do that with that piece we shifted gears from here's a levy and here are your choices to as a resident you make this choice here is what um, you will experience and you make this choice here's what your experience will be and so put it through the eyes of the, the resident and so it was noticed and appreciated so I just wanted to share that and that was an all-hands-on-deck effort as well we put out quite a few publications this year because we've had a really great year so many wonderful things happening but we appreciate um, all the effort that um, um, residents put into showing up for the levy that passed with nearly a 90 percent uh, support we had uh, trick-or-treat Halloween evening at the Madison Place Firehouse uh, we originally had planned that event because it was the last day for voting for our neighborhood economic development program NED and we were going to have laptops there and did for anyone who was out trick-or-treating and had not yet voted uh, and then it morphed into you know let's do trick-or-treating and and um, so uh, we had a really nice attendance um, at, at that as well and uh, appreciate our co-sponsor 50 West for the adult treats and we have <coughs> gave out lots of candy for the kids treats uh, I mentioned NED, Neighborhood Economic Development, our half a million dollar grant program for neighborhood enhancement, a two-year program that we started this year and will continue next year. Voting did close Halloween night. We will have the results uh, next week. We have uh, seven neighborhoods that have HOAs. The majority of them have already submitted projects that they are going to be doing enhancements in their neighborhoods. And then the results for our neighborhoods without HOAs we will announce uh, at uh, the first one we will announce at Madison Place Town Hall, which is this coming Monday, uh, which is my next uh, item. We've been making the rounds of bringing the good news and listening to our residents up close and personal through town halls starting this summer after the mask order was lifted. And we're continuing through this fall and we will continue through next year. So we've held the Ridge Town Hall and then uh, Monday the 18th of October we held the Wooster Corridor Town Hall, Hall and then this Monday, November 15th, 6 p.m., Madison Place Town Hall at Good Shepherd Chapel and uh, lots of great topics that we will cover there and for anyone who is watching and has not uh, seen video of the other town halls, we are sitting with the audience, literally, and talking with the audience and it's a really great uh, format uh, to have. Uh, just in time for Halloween, we uh, repaved Murray Avenue East, uh, and it looks amazing. And we're going to continue through all of our street improvements, as I have shared before. And uh, briefly, just to wrap up, there was a situation with uh, a small number of residents who received 
uh, notices from Duke that their electric service provider contract was ending and that they were needed to find their own uh, contract provider. And actually, Linnea from Ridgewood, who is here this evening, during the town hall at Ridgewood, uh, told, told us about uh, the letter and gave us a copy of the letter and so the next day I came in and we contacted our aggregate our energy aggregate liaison Jordan Harmon and explained the situation to him and then uh, he started looking into what happened and then we started receiving more emails and phone calls from residents there were about six or seven so it wasn't widespread but it was concerning and the point was that they thought that they were on our aggregate ag uh, electric aggregation program and they were not so it turns out, short story, is that there, uh, you know, when you're dealing with tens of thousands of residents, there were some in inadvertent drops, and the, uh, our electric aggregate, uh, aggregation liaison uh, took the extra step of calculating the cost savings that the residents who had been inadvertently bumped off our cost savings system and sent checks to all those residents. Wow. Uh, some of the checks were in the hundreds of dollars, which shows cool. you the savings that, that you get by being on the townships program. So that was our program uh, lead, going the extra mile. We appreciate so much, again, when we're out in the communities that we have residents that tip us off to something, we can get out ahead of it and start, the, start fixing it before we even hear about it from, from others. So appreciate that. Did you uh, get a check, Lydia? I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that one. <clears throat> So, uh, and Duke Energy also is uh, putting out a lot of materials that it's expected that uh, energy costs will be high this winter, even though our costs through our energy aggregation program are fixed, it's a reminder that Duke Energy is responsible for the transmission, we're responsible through our program for the supplier. So our supplier cost is fixed, but the more you use, the more you're charged, and so bills may go up, but it will not be because of uh, the supplier's fixed rate. It'll be your consumption uh, use as well as the, the travel through the Duke lines. And then I also just have a placeholder, and I know that, Brian, you'll do that in your report, so I won't go into it, that we uh, have reached a milestone with the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District reorganization. It's been a, a very good week. So, and that is all that I have. Okay. Any questions? Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, uh, thank you. That we move on to the police report with Lieutenant Neighbor and Enderly. I don't know who's going to field this one, if any. I think I can uh, handle that. Um, just a few things. Um, the first thing, uh, I don't know if you've been hearing in the news recently about this auto theft ring. <coughs> the auto theft ring is uh, something that's been going on in the news. It's been going around the neighborhoods surrounding. Uh, Hamlin County uh, it's been outside of Hamlin County it's been outside of the state actually with these individuals that are doing it most of these thefts uh, uh, it's been reported that hundred percent of these thefts um, car keys were left inside the car and if they didn't leave keys in their car they're going in rummaging through their car and getting valuables especially guns out of their cars mm -hmm. um, but it can all it can all be solved basically by locking your cars lock all your valuables up inside the car do not leave anything inside your car uh, the second thing uh, that I wanted to bring up was the uh, uh, the, uh, the the DEA had the drug take back program and we were very fortunate to have 
collected three boxes totaling 34 pounds of prescription medications that were turned in to us. So that was very successful. Um, as uh, Ms. Taylor mentioned, uh, the Halloween event was great. I attended it. I got to meet a few people down here from some of our trustees. So it was very nice to be a part of that. And lastly, uh, the monthly report is a little, uh, we're still trying to shore up a few things. So I'm going to be getting the monthly report out to you guys as soon as I can get it out to you. You're gathering the statistics, etc. So. Okay. Thank you again and welcome aboard again. Thank you. Any other questions? No. Yes, sir. Okay, then we move on to the Little Miami and the Deer Park Silverton Fire District Report with Mr. Lamar. I have notes this time. I normally don't have notes. I want to be careful with my words because there's lots of rumors and things like that. So quite a few, as Melissa alluded to, there's quite a few updates in the Little Miami um, Joint Fire Rescue District. Um, first off, we've worked really hard. A lot of people during my tenure and prior to my tenure have worked really hard for the stability of providing fire and rescue services for the township. And this is, Melissa mentioned, this is um, good for the future of everyone, I think. Uh, last night, the village of Gulf Manor at their public meeting uh, voted to accept the Fairfax and Columbia Township proposal to withdraw from the Little Miami District, um, effective February 28th. So the next few months, we'll be working with them on a transition. They accepted a transition plan that we had offered to them. And uh, February 20th, they were leaving the district. And um, they have agreed with a contract with the Deer Park, Deer Park Silverton Fire District, whom we know very well because they service <laughs> some of the Columbia Township, the Silverton Fire District. Um, so we'll be working with our friends in Gulf Manor, and I want to say that they're our friends in Gulf Manor, uh, absolutely, um, for the next few months on this distribution of assets and kind of breaking apart the district a little bit. But the future of district is, as Linnea's email said, is in good hands. Um, we have two communities that are committed to it that are both very financially, fiscally responsible and have money in the bank. Um, you will continue to have great service um, in the district and um, as the district expands to include um, the Ridgewood neighborhood, the rest of the Ridgewood Fire District, the Ridge Fire District, and the Silverton Fire District, I would encourage the residents to have any questions or concerns as we move forward uh, over the next few months to reach out to, you can reach out to Mr. Kabicki here, Melissa Taylor primarily, knows most of the details, myself. Um, the reason we've been doing a lot of the town halls is because we, we knew that th we were limited with the amount of information we could talk about mm -hmm. due to confidentiality with the Supreme Court of Ohio. Um, so we tried to be as transparent as we could in these town halls. The Ridgewood town hall specifically was very well attended and we just discussed this. Um, so there might be outstanding questions. I would expect next month's meeting, we will also vote um, on the future of fire and rescue services for those remaining parts that were previously serviced by the Gulf Manor station. Um, what am I missing? I think that's all. I, I mean, I want also want to. I appreciate the hard work from a lot of people. Um, the, our partners in Fairfax have been amazing. Mike Lemon, who's a resident here, has worked really hard on this. Melissa Taylor, David Kubicki, a lot of other people have worked hard on this. And I hope people are positive towards the future of the Little Miami District. I know I am. And so um, I'm probably missed some things, Melissa or David or Susan. What so I'll please say is, is that the you know these joint fire districts, etc. I mean, it's very you know 
capital intensive, labor intensive, and it's only going to get more expensive. And that's where Mike Lemon's been invaluable to helping us better understand the cost in the future of where the expenses are that aren't necessarily haven't necessarily been outlined in the past. So it's not unique to Gulf Manor to other communities that consolidations of these departments. We need them. It's just hard to keep all these independent fire departments and support them without continuing to raise taxes. And uh, you want to balance safety with cost, and that's always the balance. But uh, the Deer Park Silverton Group is one of the most respected fire departments, respected, financially stable, uh, well-trained, and I think Brian, well, it's just it's a, it's a very, very, very good uh, outfit that and a very good fire chief. So I think things are all positive. I know it's a little bit of a change, but I think nobody's going to notice the difference. So, If you do notice the difference, I think it'll be a positive mm -hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. um, if you've seen the, if you've been to the Deer Park Silverton Fire Station, it's amazing. They have a brand new equipment. They're an they would love to have you visit if you have questions to them specifically. Okay. So, yeah. okay. Any other questions? Okay. That we move on to trustees reports. Do you have any in the report? We'll start with Susan. Uh, no, I don't. Um, I do. The only thing I wanted to mention was, as Melissa alluded to, was um, pleased to mention the passage of our reduction in taxes for waste and recycling. And it's amazing the crazy looks as I've talked to residents and residents of other communities that we were able to do this. Mm -hmm. And so starting in January for three years, your waste and recycling bills, if you are a homeowner in Columbia Township, will be reduced by 32%. That's 1.6 mils over the next three years. And again, as, as um, Caroline always mentions, it's due to the fiscal responsibility of this board and many others previous to me, including this current board. So that's exciting. I did want to mention, however, that two other issues in Columbia Township passed, two other levies. That's issue one, which was child services. That passed. And issue 29, which was the parks levy. It passed. And so... If my math is right, those were both increases. Mm -hmm. And so residents, when you get your bill, it will likely go, it will go up, but not because of anything Columbia Township did. The proportion of your taxes, now have a greater proportion of them go to entities other than Columbia Township. Columbia Township's proportion of the taxes you pay is reduced. And then for that tax levy, it's reduced by 32%. However, for Hamilton County in those two areas, child services and parks, it will go up. And so I wanted to mention that so when people next year, when they see their bill go up, it's not because of anything we did. It, th our portion's going down. Am I that's saying anything incorrect, Melissa? Okay. <laughs> Keep me honest here. <laughs> and we also want to congratulate uh, Brian Lamar for yes. winning his ca campaign. Thank you. And thank Roxanne Rebel for being engaged in the community and running a positive campaign. Absolutely. For the most part. Um, it was very positive on her part and everything else, except a couple little hiccups from some of her proxies and surrogates. But otherwise, it was very positive, and they did a great job. And I know they worked very, very, very hard. And, and it's always nice to see people engaged. And congratulations, Brian, for continuing to stay on our team. And I'll mention I had a, a great conversation with Ms. I think they pronounce it Rebel. I don't want to mispronounce their name. I had a great conversation with her prior to the election and I had a, spent the day with John Rebel on election day and we're going to have coffee soon and talk about some interests that are vital to both of them. And so it was great being part of the process and it being a healthy process. So, yeah, we thank always you. like to see positive campaigns, so thank you. Yes. Susan, do you have anything to add? Now I'm just so glad that he got in. 
Am I ever? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yes. Did I miss that? We skip it. Okay. All right. Then that, and we move on to the economic development quarterly report with Dustin Montgomery. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's always nice being here. <laughs> Good to see you. The township does such a great job of supporting its businesses, and that's a pleasure being a partner with you guys in that. Um, so over the last quarter, again, continued positive um, information and, and activity. Um, Melissa already covered this, but the board approved a $500,000 grant program for the neighborhoods throughout Columbia Township. Um, also want to highlight that uh, Lowe's is planning a potential expansion on site for a new tool rental center, which will be one of its first. So that's nice for the township, I think. Fleet Feet Cincinnati opened its fourth location in the region um, at 50 West Brewery, and they had a really nice um, kind of party to kind of celebrate that in partnership with 50 West. So that was really good. A proposed uh, new Bigsby Coffee is also being proposed on Wooster Pike in what was the old A1 cleaner space next to Walgreens. Um, and just another highlight of the good work with our businesses in the township. Um, our CRA program that is administered through Hamilton County and our office at HCDC, uh, we had the TIRC, the annual review for all of our agreements, and all businesses are exceeding expectations uh, with their performance, and one is now expired. So a uh, new investment was brought into the county, um, new, new jobs, retained jobs, and that's what those programs are for, not to just give free giveaways, but the business is actually investing back into the community and those have been successful tools uh, for the township so Wooster Pike continues to be a really key um, asset to the township with all the, the positive uh, stuff going on there, there and next quarter we'll see some even more improvements in the Merrimont promenade to report on so okay. I don't know if there's any other questions of me but any happy. questions thank you thank you Okay, and that we move on. Any questions about any of the communications? No. All right, then we move on to the resolutions, and we'll hand that back off to Ms. Ms. Taylor. First resolution is financial, one reading. Mm -hmm. To supplement resolution 2101-2021, Columbia Township's 2021 annual appropriation and Supplemental Appropriation Resolutions 2104, 2108, 2115, 2121, 2134, and 2138. Uh, uh, as you're aware, the Supplemental Appropriations are whenever uh, any uh, item uh, is, uh, revenue is needed to cover an item that was not included in the budget that was passed. At this point, we're working on the budget that was passed in July of 2020 so here we are at the end of 2021 and so we have supplemental appropriation to make those adjustments uh, this is a um, one uh, reading only are there any questions okay so I have already read the title of the resolution may I have a motion and a second to pass so moved second roll call Mr. Lamar yes Mr. Kabicki yes Ms. Hughes yes so the resolution is adopted and in effect the second resolution is 
uh, authorizing the township administrator to enter into and approving a contract for ESP Media for video and production services effective January 1, 2022. This is a first reading. Uh, I will share that we have had the great fortune to have met and begun working with ESP Media uh, last year, this time last year, and 2021 was our first year of contract with them, and they have upped our game uh, through uh, digital media, podcasts, videos, and a much more uh, lively and dynamic uh, coverage. Coverage, yeah, all those, all those adjectives, <laughs> coverage of our township meetings as well as our, our town halls and others. And they bring to us ideas from other communities, and they also take ideas that we are doing that no other community is doing and take those to other communities as well. So we're, we're all kind of improving each other's games. So this is a first reading we will vote at next month's uh, meeting, but it's to request to continue our contract with ESP Media and there is no price increase this year. Like so thank you to Rob and Elliot people who are here in the studio with us. Thanks Rob and Elliot, and thanks for not taking a risk. <laughs> yeah. Can I add the creativity and flexibility they provide? We, we can call them up and say, hey, film this town hall in this basement or in, the, in this crazy location, and they go out yes. of their way to make sure it happens to provide the service to our residents that aren't comfortable going in person so they can watch it. Um, that's important in, in today's climate. And so I really appreciate that. Like, you know, I've seen them climbing on all kinds of crazy objects over the past year. And so looking forward to another year of them climbing on crazy objects. Thank you. Okay. So the next resolution is um, authorizing financial assistance to the Community Improvement Corporation of Greater Cincinnati under Ohio Revised Code 505.701 to defray expenses related to Columbia Township economic and community development projects and dispensing with the second reading. So this will be a one reading and then a vote this evening. Each fall about this time, we have the opportunity to enter into a contract where we are planning economic development activities, including community events for the coming year. And so what this contract offers us the opportunity to partner with 50 West to bring back the very popular ice rink during the continued pandemic, which provided for socially distant family fun outdoors was very popular. More than 500 Columbia families took advantage of free admission last year, and we are proposing to repeat that. And then the balance of the funds uh, that we are reimbursing the Community Improvement Corporation of Greater Cincinnati for will be our agenda of uh, our slate of uh, community events, block parties, community events uh, next year in 2022. So this is for the 2021-2022 ice rink um, season at 50 West as well as the uh, uh, setting aside funds for community events through 2022. Uh, do I have any questions? Any questions? No questions? Anyone? Okay, great. So, this will be a first reading and dispensing with the second reading. I have read the title of the resolution. Uh, may I have a motion uh, and a second to uh, dispense with the second? So moved. Second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubik? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted and will take effect in 30 days. 
The next resolution is also a first reading with dispensing with the second reading. Uh, reappointing Michael Lemon as special advisor to the Board of Trustees for January 1st through June 30th, 2022, dispensing with the second reading and authorizing the terms of the appointment. So Mr. Lemon has, uh, uh, it has been again a, a, a joy to work with him and every resident and business in this township has benefited from his uh, labors over the past year and a half that he has joined us on the fire district reorganization and other special projects with the fire district reorganization date target date moving from December 31st to what was just voted last evening to uh, effective the end of February we have about six months of transition still ahead of us so we're proposing to bring to continue Mr. Lemon's services uh, uh, to make sure that all of the great work that we've done in the past year and a half continues through the end we put a final point on it and we are done and the only thing that has changed in the appointment is the end date all other terms remain the same does anyone want to make any comment or questions <coughs> nope i make a motion we approve do i hear a second second roll call uh mr lamar yes mr kabicki yes Ms. hughes yes can I get a motion to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. <clears throat> All right, our last resolution this evening is going to be through emergency, and it is authorizing amendments to the Township Handbook Policies and Procedures Manual, dispensing with the second reading, and declaring an emergency. This is uh, my interim update to the 1996 employee handbook. Uh, Mike Lemon uh, shared with me on the transition that this was a major project that needed attention. And because of COVID and other matters that have happened over the last year plus, I have been able to work through several important updates, but not the entire 80 something pages and so we are targeting 2022 for a full revision of the township handbook but these matters are important to update now and so i'm bringing this forward to the trustees an example of a couple of things that we're doing in here is that um, there had never been a mobile phone policy uh, when this policy was written in 1996 mobile phones were just coming out and uh, they were not widespread and so it's very important that we have a policy for that uh, we've been following a mobile phone policy but it's just never been adopted into it so as I said most of these are, are housekeeping matters uh, the auditor asked us to make sure because this is a handbook for employees that policies such as the public records retention and pu public records requests are included in an employee handbook so we've done that as well here and one um, relic that I found that uh, I am proposing to remove because we have moved into the era of modern government and that is that we are striking that uh, the Board of Trustees uh, does not have the option to hire relatives oh my god <laughs> uh, so we don't believe that that has a place in modern government we've not been <laughs> doing that but that was in this old old document and so we're going to change that with your support wonderful uh, put that in <laughs> And the final uh, item is that um, there are just some uh, misspelled words and other things like that that we're just cleaning up. But do you have any questions that I can go through with this? Nope. 
No. Okay. All right. So this is an emergency passage. So we have a couple of um, hoops to jump through. So I've read the title of the resolution. Uh, first reading may have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. The resolution is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. The resolution is now in effect, and that is the last resolution. Okay. It, this is a public document, correct? Mm -hmm. okay. It is. Okay. I'm assuming we'll get asked that. Okay, uh, I guess to consider the appointment, employment, dismissal, discipline, promotion, demotion, or compensation of a public employee or official, we uh, make a motion to go, I'm going to make a motion that we go into executive session. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And just for our guests out in the audience, after that, we're just... It's typical boilerplate adjournment, et cetera, so there's really not much to talk about. So everybody can go ahead and head on out if they want to. There's nothing remarkable to talk about. Thank, Thank you all for coming. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Nice to meet you.